Y'all, I have not mentioned this on the show yet. I have not the opportunity to mention it, honestly, but I am nominated for my first award for this podcast. And it's actually me who was nominated, which is like a very big deal to me. It means a lot to me. I'm nominated for Best Indie Podcast Host by the Podcast Academy. So the Podcast Academy hosts an award show every year for podcasts called The Ambies. This year it is in Los Angeles. I will be attending the Ambies where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win if you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Ambie Awards. Please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore, a podcast to try to help Black people feel seen. Please feel free to donate to the show at the link in the show notes. And please rate us and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars only because we are five star bitches. Word to Yo Gotti. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, and all of those things. I am your host, Sequoia. And today joining me for the fifth installment of our television series, we have my friends Les of Balanced Black Girl and Terry of, well... Uh, being the youngest to do every goddamn thing. <laughs> Tell the folks a little bit about yourselves, y'all. Um, I can jump in. Thank you, Sequoia. Very excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Terry. I've known Sequoia since I was in preschool, which is so crazy. Yeah. My oldest friend. Yes. Um, yeah. And I'm really excited to be here. I work as an investor. I was most recently the youngest partner ever at Google Ventures. And now I'm cooking up mm. some new stuff, which I'm really excited about. Mm. Mm-hmm. youngest board of trustee member, NYU, lots of things. Youngest to do a lot of things. Yeah, I won't be young for long, though, so I'm trying to hold on to it while I can. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Amazingness all the way around. Um, well, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to be back. My name is Les. I host a podcast called Balance Black Girl, which, while I love, is sometimes a little bit more serious because we talk about health, wellness, healing. So I'm excited to talk about fun stuff today. I mean... Mm-hmm. We've got we've got a fun topic planned, so I'm ready. A hundred percent. We're welcoming Les back to the show. Actually, she was on the Superstition episode, maybe like a year or more mm-hmm. ago. So go check that one out if you want some more fun stuff, some more Les, and obviously check out her podcast. You guys probably listened to it already. I don't know. I don't even have to tell you. But yes, thank you both for being here. I appreciate it. Before we get into talking about today's topic, which is Gossip Girl. We have In My Defense. In My Defense is our segment where we bring one of our unpopular opinions and defend it for you all. I have one this week, but like, it really isn't that important. I'd like to start with y'all's just to see see the vibes. Les, do you want to jump in or I can jump in? Whatever works. I mean, I would say my unpopular opinion, which actually may not be unpopular, it actually might be popular, We don't need any more relationship content. We don't need any more relationship conversations, how other people in their relationships do their finances or split up their duties or whatever is no business of anybody else. Let's wrap up all of these conversations by end of day today. (laughs) Right. You you. have until EOD today. (laughs) And be done. Thank you. Wrap it up. Yep. I feel that. That's really, I, I mean, I think that we're just over inundated with content in general. I just need everyone to take a back seat, but right. the relationship content, That's I really fair. feel. No two relationships are the same. Everybody's relationship is different. Everybody's finances are different. Everybody's experiences are different. What works for somebody else's relationship may not work for yours. Why is it continuing to be a topic point every week? We've had enough. It's right now, the topic point is Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Right relationship uh they did an interview where gabby says they split things 50 50 etc etc what i want to know is why are y'all fucking worried about it because y'all are broke let's start there <laughs> listen one, two. there dwayne wade the and gabrielle union 200 million dollars money than anybody who's debating this topic will have it don't matter Leave it, it, don't matter. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how they're splitting anything it literally doesn't matter the household is 200 million dollars deep they're good 
You worry about your You're finances. You're not there, How about baby. That? You are not right. there. It don't matter. I'm with right. you. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, I too am the y'alls who are broke and I'm going to mind my fucking business. Same. So, that's, that's where that I live. I live that. there. Right. In my business where I live, I would prefer for everybody else to live there as well and theirs. Anyways, Terry. Okay. <laughs> I think that I think mine is actually unpopular and I feel really okay. strongly about it. I which love it. is I do not like on my way texts. Why? Listen, <laughs> hear me out, okay? I got Why? thoughts on this. I don't know where you at. I don't know where you be. I don't know where you stay. I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know. Are you 20 minutes away? Are you 30 minutes away? Are you an hour away? Are you at your homie's house? Are you at your cousin's house? I have no idea. Okay. And I just feel like this culture of I'm on my way, at least for my homies, it don't mean anything. It is never consistent. And so what I think that we should do is just move to a world where we're just a little bit more specific. You know, I'm 20 minutes Mm -hmm. out. I'm a half hour out, whatever it is. And I think, you know, on my way or whatever is just what people say. As a person who likes to host, who likes to prep, who likes to plan, I need some more specificity. So I think that that's what we need from the people. Wow. I stand behind this so hard. This is this is actually the, oh my God, this just hit me as a person. <laughs> I need to know, this is why I make all of my friends share their fucking locations. Right. Because if you're going to say on my way, I need to know how long I have until you arrive at my front door. So instead of annoying you and being like, what's your ETA? I'm going to just fucking look at your location to see what your ETA is. There's folks like Les who will tell you the ETA. Les does that. I do that as well. It's Thank like you. on the way, I'm about 15 minutes out. Mm, I'll be there in about 20 minutes. Like, you know, something like that. What's hard? I will What's say, hard? I will. So it depends on the circumstance. If I care, mm-hmm. then I will give an ETA. <laughs> if, That's I'm, fair. if I'm being vague, I don't want to be there in the first place. I'm on my way to something else, then I will be vague. <laughs> or if it's a group activity, mm-hmm, I feel right. like it matters less, you know, if there's like a lot of people around. Or mm-hmm. if I know where you are. Like if, Sequoia, if you hit me, if you're at home and you're like, okay, just leaving my house, like I know where you, like I know what that means. Yeah. But a lot of the time, yeah. we don't be knowing, you know? So clarify. At so all. Clarify. That's it. Y'all should be out here talking about on my way. Like, and then don't okay. want to show up for two hours. I'm like, I can't. I can't. Because most of the time we say don't on my way, I haven't left yet. On right. my way to my the, closet to pick out what I'm going to wear is right. what is right. I am, spoken. I am theoretically <laughs> on the way. way. You know what I mean? On the way, but. Right. <laughs> I am on the way for sure. But am I outside? No. no. So. so that's it. That's it. Yeah. That was a good Thank one. You. That was a really good one. Yes. I, uh, my, mine was very light and I feel like it's also not unpopular, very popular. I've already told y'all this and I tell you every week, I'm not telling you guys anything else that's unpopular that I'm willing to say in public. I've told you everything <laughs> that I'm willing to say in public. Everything else you got to hit behind the paywall that doesn't exist yet, but will exist shortly. Right now, the Gossip Girl reboot was just unnecessary. We didn't need it. No interest. Didn't care. Keep it. Thank you. I think that's not unpopular. That's pretty much seems to be the overwhelming consensus, consensus that I watched the internet come to. So... It yeah. didn't get rebooted, right? So Mm-mm. no, it didn't get it didn't get uh, renewed. Yeah, yeah no. um, I think a lot of people agree with you. We we can get into it. I feel. I mean, I think, honestly, a lot of reboots. Where's the creativity? Why are we just right. going back Swear. to everything that we've already done, trying to basically get some more money off of it? Right. At, let's. There's so much opportunity for us to just do new shit, and people just don't do it. And I don't understand it at all. Most they reboots don't. are terrible. Mm-hmm. The girlies don't want to take a chance. That's the issue. Mm. The girlies just don't want to take a chance. They're like, we know that this works. Let's uh, throw more money at it. We don't want to take a chance on new things, new people, anything of the sort. They're which is also lame not... as fuck and shows no talent, as the television executive would like to point yeah, out. Yeah, they're also not. <laughs> Less... Sorry, I got super excited about this because I did watch the Gospel Girl reboot and I was like, they're also not doing what worked about it. Like, mm. it didn't take the elements of what was good about the original Gossip Girl and add it to a new show. It just made this weird new show and called it Gossip Girl. And I'm like, if yeah. you're going to reboot Absolutely. it, reboot what people liked about it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I hate to say it, but it was too woke. It, it was. was too woke. Yes. Like, I, this is yes. not what I'm looking for in my television. <laughs> right. Like, this, y'all really about to piss me off, like... Give me the rich white kids and call it a day. I'm so sorry. You can make them rich mm-hmm. black kids and call it a day. I don't really care. Make them rich. Make them thoughtless. 
Why, why, why is everybody so thoughtless? Why is everybody so thoughtful in this show? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I honestly think that the Gossip Girl reboot really epitomized a lot of things that we hate about modern television, right? Like the reboot culture, the overly woke, really trying to hard to just do, you know, cater to every single type of person in the world. You know, like you can really tell meaningful stories that are focused in certain particular areas. Like you don't have to do that. I don't know. But I think that the reboot Mm -hmm. hit upon everything that's really annoying about modern television, which is why no one fucked with it. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly agree. Okay, we're obviously going to talk about this a little bit more later on. But before we get into that, let's get into our second segment, Song of the Week. Um, I'll lead this one off this week. I have a little song. I'm pretty sure y'all both know it. It is of Hillary Duff fame. <laughs> so yesterday, oh the lyrics, mm. the lyrics. Have you ever just sat and really listened to the lyrics of So How Yesterday? How does it start off? <laughs> she said, if the light is off, then it isn't on. Huh? <laughs> Uh, you're right Hillary if that light is off it is not on close the door let it go Yo, baby so yesterday she says when it's over let it I go and when I wake up it'll be so yesterday that's how it starts or that's how it goes I that was my shit back in the day so period yes. I mean that really that really yeah. did something for my what like 12 year old brain I was like really jamming to that so I love it who cares if my little boyfriend you know is acting weird. So yesterday, I woke up. It's done. Metamorphosis. I'm different. Oh, was that the album? That was. <laughs> I'm different now. I'm changed. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my song. I might have played this one for you before, Sequoia. I realized that no one has asked me this question in a while. Just what is a song or some music that you've really been into recently? So I was really thinking about the last couple of years. Like, what's a song in the last couple of years that I was obsessed with? And for me, it's a song called Ophelie, O-P-H-E-L-I-E. And it's by this kid. His name is Oscar. I I think he's a kid. I don't actually know that for sure. But he gives me kid vibes. His (laughs) name is Oscar Anton. And he lives with his parents in Paris. And he records all of his music out of his bedroom. And this was just on my Discover Weekly, like, maybe like two years ago. But it's just a feel-good, dancey song. I'm sure there's some, you know, subliminal messaging in it. But at the surface level, he's breaking (laughs) up with this girl. And it just reminds me of walking through the streets of Paris on a Sunday afternoon, you know, mimosa in hand. Uh Why would I have a mimosa in hand walking down the streets of Paris? But if I would, I'd be listening to this song. Why not? Yeah. Um, It's just a vibe. And everyone who I've put onto the song loves it. So it's one of those. Okay, I'm going to listen to that. Okay, I see you're one of those people that actually listens to your Spotify Discover playlist. I'm so averse to new music. I'm like, no, I just want to listen to my playlist that I that I know. And that you I know, I was like this for a long time, but now I feel like I don't know any new music. And so I've been actually really intentional about listening to it because otherwise I listen to the same shit that I've listened to for the last 25 years or whatever. And I'm trying to be better about that. Very much that. <laughs> Very much that. Okay. I would just yeah, be listening to Hillary Duff nonstop for the rest of my <laughs> life if I didn't listen to Discovery and Weekly. You all see why my song of the weeks are always songs from 2005. <laughs> I will say I feel the same way like I've been listening to my Spotify discover playlist more for the same reasons I just realized I was listening to the same stuff over and over when you hear my answer to this question you're gonna be like girl what this is the opposite of the answer I'm about to give but I have I just wanted to say I've been doing the same it's actually very good for your brain to listen to new music and get new stimuli to like activate new neural pathways and just keep yourself like challenged and learning and evolving so I've been forcing myself to do it more I won't say that I like it but I've been forcing myself to listen yeah. to more, like, unfamiliar music. Now, yeah. what I'm about to say is about to contradict all That's of that me. because my song of the week, <laughs> not to sound super basic, it's been Deja Vu by Beyonce. One, just because it's a fantastic song. And it might be my favorite Jay-Z Beyonce duo song. It's up there. Easily. But I've been listening yep. to it so much because obviously I – have been very deep into Queen Charlotte and the string version of Deja Vu that played on Queen Charlotte is so good that it was stuck in my head that I was listening to the strings version. (laughs) I was listening Mm -hmm. to the Queen Charlotte, like Bridgerton version. And then I was like, wait, I need to go back and listen to the original version. I don't listen to that nearly enough. So Deja Vu has been on repeat. Deja Vu is a really good Beyonce era. I feel that. I mean, B-Day. Absolutely. I've never disliked a Beyonce album, but B-Day, just for the pure nostalgia, is still my favorite Beyonce album. 
Mm. 100% B-Day is a good one underrated one four yes. is also a very good one I actually did dislike Sasha Fierce so I'm going to be mm. 100% honest that is that is probably the one I'm like keep it absolutely keep oh, it I, I don't want it I do um, think that album though Deja Vu's great. it was right before Beyonce really became like Beyonce and it was singles mm-hmm. I don't even think of that album as an mm-hmm. album I think of it as a bunch mm. of singles all singles it was it literally was very very much a lot of singles I'm very deep in Renaissance TikTok right now, so a lot of what I could talk about is Beyonce. So I'm not even going to go down. The <laughs> Wait, but are you going? So... Are you going to the tour? Are you seeing her live? Yes, I'm going to the tour. I'll be at the September first show in Los Angeles, and I'm so excited. Are you going to? No, I'm, not go- I'm. You know, maybe my unpopular opinion is like zero. In- not zero. I shouldn't say zero interest because Beyonce is. Mm-hmm. I know, like one of the best, most iconic performers of our time, and mm-hmm. I'm not going, and I feel okay about that. <laughs> That's, okay. that's very fine. Yeah. That is very fine. Tara's also not a concert not. person. She said this repeatedly that like concerts are They're not. not she never understands the appeal. She's like, it's I go crowded. and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. No, it's not for yeah. Me. She's not a concert girl, so <laughs> we'll let her have it. Okay, that's it. I think we'll move on to our next segment. Black people love Gossip Girl because it, it's come to my attention that Black people do. Let me explain what Gossip Girl is a little bit straight from Wikipedia. As usual, Gossip Girl is an American teen drama television series based on a novel series of the same name. The series ran on the CW network for six seasons from September 19, 2007 to December 17, 2012. The show centers on the scandalous lives of attractive, privileged, and very affluent teens who reside in Manhattan's Upper East Side and how they betray one another while being constantly observed by a vicious but well-known blogger. That's it. When did y'all start watching Gossip Girl? When it came out. So I remember when the pilot came out, I had just started college and everybody everybody was talking about it a lot on Facebook and MySpace at the time. This was the fall of 2007. Everybody was like, oh my God, have you seen Gossip Girl yet? Have you heard about this show, Gossip Girl? You got to watch it. We got to watch it. And so I remember being like tapped into season one of Gossip Girl live and in real time. Mm, you watch it live. I like it. I like a real time watch. That's Old lucky. school. That's back unusual. when episodes like came out like. one one at a time each Way week. Back. Like also, Gossip- and there was no social media like that. <laughs> and Gossip Girl. Like Facebook and MySpace mm-hmm. were there. Had so many episodes mm-hmm. too. Yes. Right. It was not, it was not like a 10 episode situation. Mm-hmm. It was, they went deep. Real network TV. I think that's what prevents me from getting into it. It's like there's way too many. I get overwhelmed. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start it. And then I'm like, no, 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 I can't. I missed it. And I have to let it go. (laughs) Terry, when did you start watching it? So I also started watching it when I was in college. Um, However, that was when all of the seasons were already out. So all of Gossip Girl was done. And I, I knew all throughout high school, I was very aware of Gossip Girl. I think my sister watched it. And I knew that I wanted to watch it. So I kind of made sure that I did it. I didn't want it spoiled. I didn't want to know who Gossip Girl was. I like knew what the premise was. It wasn't until my freshman year at NYU, which we can get into because also being in New York City, being at NYU in particular was also a whole moment to be watching the show. Mm -hmm. I spent weeks like I have very, very visceral memories being in my freshman year dorm (laughs) with my HP laptop open watching Gossip Girl. So that's when I watch. And I watched it all through from beginning to end. Wow, the HP laptop. What a time. What a time. It was pink. I can't believe you saved yourself from spoilers. Oh my God, you had a pink I one did. too. I can't believe you saved yourself from spoilers for years. Like, how did you do that? I just don't be paying attention like that. It wasn't that hard, <laughs> to be that's honest. It. I also think, you know, to your yeah. point about social media, you know, like I don't think it was, it wasn't what it was today. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, it wasn't that difficult to avoid online. Um, and whenever people brought mm-hmm. it up, I was like, I haven't watched it yet. I'm not listening. You know, like that kind of vibe. Fair. That's a good vibe. I, I I need to adopt that because I just be knowing stuff way ahead of time and it pisses me off every single time. Favorite cast members? Blair. Yeah. Blair you mean Blair. cast members, not characters. Oh, sorry. Or do you mean the same thing? Characters. Favorite characters. Okay, yeah. No, favorite characters. Yeah. I mean, I same. Like, that might be so basic of us, but like, I, I feel in many ways that the story of Gossip Girl is the story of Blair Waldorf. Mm-hmm. I yes. was obsessed. Mm-hmm. 100%. Absolutely. Okay, so no Serena. I no can't Serena stand Serena, here. honestly. Did anyone like Serena? I don't know. Like, I know people I know. who do, and I'm like, why? Stop. She has no redeeming really? qualities. Yeah. She has no redeeming qualities. I always kind of felt, she's not my least favorite character, but she's probably my second least favorite character after Nate. Like, I never knew why Nate was around ever, personally. But Serena, I just felt 
that she <laughs> she brought so much drama but still happened to be uninteresting at the same time. Right. So, you know, Damn. she was like a little, she was like Damn. a gnat. I was like, why is she here irritating Damn. everybody? So that was, that's how I felt about her. She was really the only character who never had any sort of growth or any sort of redemption arc or any moment in that five years where it was like, okay, this is now the adult version or this is now her taking accountability. I feel like every other character of the main cast had some sort of like, maturing or accountability or some kind of reckoning shift shift in some point where they became at least a little bit more responsible or did things a little bit differently. And for her, it was just the constant victimization and I have to go every episode (laughs) for five years. And I'm like, (laughs) go where and do what? Literally every time I have to go. Like, shut up. She did have that, like, mumbly thing. She is, did. Yeah. I, was that a character? Does she actually talk like that? Or was that I, a character thing? I think it Great was, acting if it was a character thing. I, but I think it's kind of a combination of both. I do think – I mean, I've, I don't think that Blake Lively was at all that annoying in other things that I've seen her in. I think a little bit of that is how she talks. And then yeah. being Serena, it just came across she even whinier. She leaned into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Okay, so your least favorite is Nate, Terry, you said. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just didn't care about Nate. Nate was never that interesting to me. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched the whole thing, so I have to think through, you know, some of his storyline and his drama, but I was always more interested in everyone else, frankly. Even Serena, who annoyed me, but, you know, she and she and Blair had this whole thing, so, like, she naturally, I think, became a little bit more interesting because of that, but Nate, for me, I was just kind of like, I don't really care how this goes either way. And less when Terry said Nate was her least favorite, you were like, I love, oh, I love Nate, Nate. What's, because what's he was such a himbo. Like he, but I do think that Nate <laughs> was probably the only character who was the most in touch with reality. Even though Dan and mm. Jenny were raised normal and less privileged, they were so caught up in wanting to be in with everybody that they still were very out of touch with reality. Versus Nate, who had that arc of like very privileged. Then he became poor. Then he was kind of like prostituting himself a little bit. And then he, he just had all all that stuff with his dad. I just feel like Nate was definitely not the most interesting character, but I do feel like of the main cast, he matured a lot and had elements where he was a little bit more human. And he he was probably one of the more self-aware characters. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point. Nate was definitely a real one in the way that the others were not. And the way that the others were not was very entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you got <laughs> caught up in the whole thing. And so with Nate, I was just kind of like, eh, like he's a real one, but he's this white man. Like I don't I'm just not that, you know, connected to him. But I, I hear what you're yeah. saying. I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Mm, okay. I didn't know Nate was going through Nate all this. Goes through it. And he he's not like, the most interesting. I will say he's not. Like his personality is a little bit boring, but his storyline mm. was the most like real. Okay, in the writer's favor, they gave him a little something to work with, but not a personality fair. I have a question that I think Tiffany sent this in. Tiffany has been on the podcast before. She sent a question. Who would you cast as the Black Blair and Serena? Mm. That's so tough. I really don't know. For, that is a very hard It's question. really hard. I really don't know for Blair. I mean, Blair was like just such an icon in and of herself that it's hard to, it, it, it's just hard for me to think about. Don't come for me for this, but I was kind of, for whatever reason, I am honestly getting kind of Beyonce vibes for Serena in that there's something about the blonde long hair absolutely beautiful you know I don't think that Serena's nearly as talented but there's something about this like iconic kind of windblown vibe that they have and also Mm -hmm. don't cover me for this kind of a little bit uninteresting at the same time Mm -hmm. like I think that they Mm -hmm. both kind of contain obviously you know Beyonce would never but I could see it I see that. I see that windblown vibe. I see what you mean by that. I understand. Not from a looks perspective, but from a character perspective, who I think could play a Serena pretty well, I think could be Yara Shahidi because in the Grownish Ooh, universe, a lot of what is annoying about um, Zoe is the same stuff that's annoying about Serena. Those two characters Hell are annoying yeah, are in very so similar right. ways. Damn. Yeah. Yes. I really feel that. A hundred percent. The way that Terry described Serena mm-hmm. as a gnat, that is it's so very Zoe. 
Yara Shahid's character. No accountability. Like I'm like maturity. It's very Zoe. Where's the growth? Where's the anything? You are so in the way. I would rather hear about everybody else's storyline. You actually don't have to be here. You and there's like that 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 pretty girl energy too. There's something about that that is also surrounding their the way they move through the world. It's all it's all connected. Okay, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this a lot. That's a good one. Do you have one for that Blair, one? I would need to maybe? think more through. I think mm. just because that character, it is just such a better character. And I watch old shows so much that I don't even know that many like current actresses. Like, did did you fall into the Blair headband absolutely. era at the I time? Did. I yes. I did. Yes. You did? Yes, I did. Oh, I love that. And I feel like a lot <laughs> of it was a, a continuation. Black girl headband moment. It was a continuation because I was very yeah. into the Lauren Conrad headbands, which quickly morphed into oh, the Blair headbands. Wow. It all blended Absolutely together. Absolutely did. She said Wait, which one came first? Lauren. Because the Hills 100%. was like the Hills 05, came 06, and then Gossip 06, Girl yeah. came out yeah. in 07, so it all blended together. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what? I do feel like... Me and my friend Ryan were talking about this because I'm making him watch The Hills for the first time. He's never seen it. And he has seen Gossip Girl. And he's like, oh, this seems so inspired by it. And, we were, and I was like, oh, actually, this came first. And he's like, oh, you know what? It seems like they took the bad fashion from, like, Beach Town at the time, updated it, made it better, but, like, still had the inspiration from for Gossip yeah. Girl. And I'm like, yes, I can definitely see that because they definitely dress pretty well in Gossip Girl. I like Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Yeah, I feel like in Gossip Girl, when I think about the outfits and the fashion and just the whole aesthetic, the thing that Gossip Girl did really well was just create this vibe. Like it was, it was complete universal immersion. Like it wasn't the best writing. It wasn't the best acting. It wasn't the best drama, but the way that Mm -hmm. they just captured this feeling, this moment, this very particular niche Mm -hmm. of, I think actually like honest New York society, obviously very much, you know, a caricature kind of version of that. They absolutely nailed it. And I think the fashion 100% directly speaks to that. It was never mine. You know, like I was never like I, it wasn't really for me but I loved it and I was obsessed with Blair's aesthetic and I loved just the way it created this universe that like so many people myself included just like fell in love with it did that is a really good point it really did create a universe and I think that those universes are very connected because not to date myself I'm clearly the oldest person here probably older than the people listening (laughs) but when Gossip Girl first came out I very much thought of it as like the New York version of the OC if people remember the show the OC because it is is and there's a lot of parallels there but the OC is what inspired Laguna Beach to be the real OC so all of these things are very interconnected that's so I never drew that connection, but yeah, there's obvious overlap between all of that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is such a good point. And as someone who has not really watched Gossip Girl like that, I definitely felt drawn to the universe. I've tried. Let me tell you something. You do that, need to watch it. Just take it one season at a time. See, I'm already overwhelmed. I'll take it one season at a time, not even one episode one at a time. Like 21 episodes or something, the first season. Like, you know. 
okay i've watched the pilot like a bunch of times and i thoroughly enjoyed the pilot every time i'm like oh my god this is so good like i'm in i'm gonna watch it and then i get into the second episode yeah. and i'm like oh i could give two shits like the second episode just like loses me for some reason every time and i can't get past mm. it that's the issue i should push past it i'll give it I'll, I'll try the first season i'm gonna really try to get into it but yes get into like Ooh. chuck bass Ooh. when chuck bass becomes a bigger part okay. of the show like st- just watch a few more episodes in because the first couple of episodes he's just kind of like a side like nate's loud mm-hmm. friend but as chuck really becomes mm-hmm. the main character of the show that is when the show really Absolutely. starts getting okay. interesting okay now what i did like was dan and is it is it chuck when they had the little scuffle in the first episode mm-hmm. was that chuck yeah i think they so. had the yeah. little scuffle over the first episode and i said oh damn <laughs> mm, it's giving just a little just slightly toxic you know what i mean i just like this much toxic masculinity just a little bit like just this much and i said oh i like that so that was fun for me that's really what got me in i said oh the girls are fighting i like it so, <laughs> yeah the, the girls, girls stay, fighting. The girls the stay fighting on the show that's super <laughs> interesting because dan you know, for all of the obvious reasons, but throughout the course of the show has a really interesting narrative and arc and story. And for me, I came to appreciate that, but it took some time. So the fact that, frankly, you even noticed him in like the pilot, I don't think I did at all. And so that's that's some good clocking on your end. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. See, I feel the opposite because I feel like I liked Dan at the beginning of the show and as seasons went on, he became I mean he kind of lost it right I didn't like who they turned yeah I didn't like who they turned Dan into you know what that's fair I think a lot of people feel that way as well so is Dan one of your least favorite characters less or is there somebody else who takes the cake for bottom of the list I mean I would say for me Serena is probably bottom Mm -hmm. of the list but later Dan is also down there I just I think the two of them, Dan and Serena, kind of brought each other down because they also had this whirlwind romance for a while, if I'm recalling um, appropriately. And I wasn't into it. I wasn't not not that I wasn't into the romance, but I just I I think that you sort of pair them together and you kind of grow to dislike them together as this unit. Uh, And for me, at least. And so overall, by the end, I was kind of like, what is what is up with them? Also, and then you have Chuck and Blair on the other end, who are just these mesmerizing people who you really root for, even though they are in many ways the villain. And I think that that balance Mm -hmm. was really interesting. Okay. 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 That makes a lot of sense. Do you have any favorite plot points that you can think of? Is there anything that happened? You're like, that stuck out to me. I remember that one. Obviously, other than the Dan of it all. A plot point that sticks out to me is the Georgina Dan baby situation, mm. which there was a baby. Yes, oh. which really stood out to me because basically what happens is Dan is left with this baby, and I was kind of like, oh, it's giving paternity leave, not maternity leave. You know, I think that's with so many teen kind of shows. Pregnancy mm-hmm. and young motherhood is such an easy kind of trope to throw on a lot of female characters. But in this show, Dan ends up with this baby that he's taking care of. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, I never really thought about, you know, this narrative arc, but done in a way that I hadn't seen in shows like this before. Um, and at that point, I was kind of over Dan. I wasn't really rooting for him. Like, there was a lot of complicated feelings around that in terms of just like the characters and the story. But I thought it was really interesting that they had this young teen dad or I don't, yeah he was a teen at the time um which like you don't really see that often so that was kind of interesting to me okay that's a good one the only ones that i'm thinking of are like things that i don't like that they did with Great. the characters like vanessa's character what they turned her into they did her so dirty and honestly i don't i she was another character who i liked at the beginning who was a voice of reason and then just turned into just this just awful character and they did her really really dirty i did not like that what they do um also with what they do to her it's just as hard to explain they just made her personality be so just annoying and it she went from being like a very kind of stable like bringer of reason Mm. right to just being this weird like flighty 
I don't know. I don't even know how to mm, describe okay. it. Okay, so it sounds like they're using her to move they, plots along and her character was taking a hit in the process. It did. And then she just kind of disappeared. And then it was just it was just this weird thing. And also like her and Dan's relationship when they finally got together, because it was always this dynamic of her and Dan were childhood besties. He loves Serena, dates Serena for all this time. After him and Serena break up, he finally gets with Vanessa. And what happens with their relationship is just, uh, it's just, I don't know, disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, another storyline that sticks out to me is like, there's this whole plot around like, why did Serena leave in the first place? Yeah. We're led to believe it's because she slept with Nate, who was her best friend's boyfriend, but there's more to why she leaves. And then when you find out why, you're like, oh, what is, <laughs> is what, that what, it? What was the reason? <laughs> I mean, she was basically just like snorting coke with some dude and he dies and she's convinced <laughs> that she murdered him. And I'm like, you didn't supply the coke. You didn't. Y'all are all doing lines together. He probably did however many without you. This is this is what you're afraid of that you murdered somebody who you didn't and you didn't like they're also like know. these like, like rich girl. white kids right like it's almost hard to believe that something that wasn't you know technically her fault but is so within the universe of the type of stuff that they would probably normally do would be this huge mm-hmm. thing uh so yeah mm-hmm. i remember that that was kind of right. like okay <laughs> oh wow okay and they probably like dragged it out like it was like some real stuff you like oh you died. Someone, yes, someone died of a cold. They did. Else. They dragged it out. It definitely involved Georgina kind of holding it over her head. And it was just like, okay. It was like a lot of build up for. I'm almost hearing yeah. that you're, that you are kind of like rooting for the characters to almost have integrity and do the right thing. Is that? No, you're not. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I'm like, girl, if you're going to run away, like make it something juicy. Okay. You're a rich white girl who was doing Coke with other rich white people. That's yeah. not like a juicy mm-hmm. storyline. We knew that. Like if you're running away from your life, I don't know. I just wanted, I'm like, yeah, I wanted to be more compelling. More but with like Dan and Vanessa, I mean, like how they started off as these, you know, kind of good people and their story. Oh, and not even that I wanted them to stay good people. I just feel like their personalities oh, got annoying. Yeah. Like Vanessa became annoying <laughs> and whiny. And she used to be like this really <laughs> cool chick who didn't care what anybody thought and was marching to the beat of her own drum and was creative. And then she just became yeah. like a whiny brat. Mm-hmm, real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're going to get into the big question. Should Dan have been Gossip Girl? Was it practical? And then I have a specific question. Does it make him a predator? I don't understand that portion of it. But I'm assuming that means something to y'all. So Dan being Gossip Girl makes absolutely no sense. Like, horrible, horrible decision, in my opinion. In defense mm-hmm. of the Gossip Girl writers, I think that so much shit happened in that in those six seasons. Right. No one really would have made sense, you know? Like, literally any mm-hmm. person who you picked, you would have been like, well, back in season three, episode 2.4, this thing happened, so it doesn't make sense. So, like... You know, mm-hmm. they, they had to work with what they were able to work with. But Dan was just not that interesting. I feel like the the concrete pieces of evidence that people kind of, you know, surfaced after that came out were pretty compelling, right? Like, he really fucked himself, his family, his partners over numerous times. I think that's kind of alluding to, like, the Predator stuff. Um, if he really... Mm was Gossip Girl in a way that I think to your point, Les, just feels so removed from his personality more than anything else. I would have preferred for them to have just been like, we don't know. We didn't figure out who Gossip Girl was. Like, we're sorry. As opposed to Dan, I thought that that was a really weak choice versus others. That's my two cents. Okay. Yeah, I would I would agree. I think in the earlier seasons, there were some characters who it seems like, oh, it would have been so obvious for Jenny to be Gossip mm-hmm. Girl or for Georgina to be Gossip Girl at certain points. And then I feel like towards the middle of the show, you kind of lose the plot where it was like they almost didn't even really – Gossip Girl herself That's was true. almost kind of an afterthought. And then at the end, it was like, by the way, here's Gossip Girl. And I'm like, they don't even really care about yeah, Gossip Girl like that don't. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm, okay. And then – Terry, you touched on this a little bit, but is there anybody who would have made it, would have made it better? You said no. You would have preferred it to be nobody. Well, I think like in terms of the list of potential options, I would put nobody Mm -hmm. above Dan. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that Blair and Chuck, you know, either of them, their whole, like I said, I think that Gossip Girl in many ways is the story of Blair Waldorf, which I think by extension in some ways means the story of Chuck Bass. 
their whole energy was that they were villains. They were extremely smart and strategic and ambitious and conniving and did the unexpected. And so Mm -hmm. again, there's probably, you know, some concrete evidence as to why it doesn't technically make sense, but I think just aligned with the spirit of the show and of their personalities, that would have made more sense to me. I think that that would have been cooler and more interesting. They're the only characters who could have been smart enough Period. to be Gossip Girl and to have pulled off that and to have eyes in all of those different mm-hmm. places, especially Blair. 100%. She's the only one who kind of had the had the brains and the resources to have been able Absolutely. to pull that oh, off. I love Blair. Mm. Well, you guys, when I hear you guys talk about this, because I haven't watched it, the only comparison that I can draw is Pretty Little Liars. And I don't know if y'all watch Pretty Little Liars, but they really lost the plot. Somewhere along the line, they were trying to figure out who A was. That was the whole thing. Who's the person that's watching mm-hmm. us? Who killed Allison or Allie or whatever? And they revealed A like three separate times. And it was like three separate people every time. And then it ended up being a cohort of people. And somebody had a twin. And it was all this shit going on. And I was like, this actually is about to piss me off for real. <laughs> who, who, who wrote it what 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 are y'all okay is everybody well that's what it sounds like they did with gossip girl like it went on for so long you you can't draw out a who done it that long totally. before it'll lose the plot right and it seems like gossip girl right. loses the plot pretty little liars lose the plot and then you have to circle back at the end and tell us something at the finale you have to tell us why we've been watching this shit the whole time you throw something at us and it never works yeah yeah it never works make sure you have an endpoint when you're right make sure you have an endpoint in mind and that everything you do aligns with that endpoint. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that a lot of viewers, like myself, gave the show grace, knowing that, you know, there was no way that this could be completely tied up with the perfect bow. But mm-hmm. even with that in mind, there could be something that might be kind of interesting, you know, a, an interesting way to end it, even if it wasn't perfect. And I think that mm-hmm. it honestly was giving like Game of Thrones. Like it just was a total 180, not what anyone right. expected, didn't make and, and in a really bad way. So I think that really dropped the ball on that honestly yikes yikes you hate to see it yeah you do hate to see it and then back around to the reboot we talked about a little bit up top but the reboot i did a podcast episode on guilty pleasures the try guys it's not the try guys podcast but it has zach my boyfriend garrick and kelsey dara they're three hosts i did the the podcast episode about the new gossip girl i watched the pilot in preparation and i've watched it a bunch of times since and the new Gossip Girl had so many, just in the first episode, it was already plot holes <laughs> and things going on that I couldn't I couldn't even understand why anybody would make it or get past this first episode. Like, for instance, there's two racially ambiguous sisters, right? Mm-hmm. They share a mom. I don't even remember what happens with the mom, but they share a mom. The main girl has a white dad. And her mm-hmm. sister has a black dad. I'm like, so, but uh, both girls are black and they share a mom. So can somebody make it make sense, please? Because somebody's lying. That's not somebody, baby. <laughs> somebody's lying. Something's wrong. I think that show was just doing way too much. They lost the plot they from the really beginning did. with the reboot. There was no plot. It was just all over the place. And I'm not also into a lot of social media in my television anymore and i get that like gospel girl kind of kind of started like that with the blogger era and that type of thing but uh the main character i think what was her name jordan did i make that up Uh, that sounds sounds right right. starts with a j Uh, julian julian Julian. the main good memory less the main girl being an influencer already has me out i already don't want to watch it I, I don't want her to go live. I don't right. want her be, to be gifted shit by brands. I don't care. They also put the product placement in there with the gifting by brands thing, the Adidas shoes. Everything kind of blew yeah. me about the first episode and had me out. And it was such a stark contrast to the pilot of the original Gossip Girl that I've watched repeatedly that drew me in from the very first episode. And I've, you know what? I've actually noticed this about a lot of older television. First episodes of things used to be pretty fucking good. They used to like be trying to capture yes. you for real. They were trying to sell that they were pilot. Trying to sell sell that it. Pilot. And they did that repeatedly. When I had Ryan watch the first episode of The Hills, 
He was like, oh, I knew, like, instantly. He was like, oh, Point I'm in. I'm like, yes. Wow. Point blank You learn the characters up front. It's very simple. They fit into, like, very simple archetypes quickly. You get into it. You root for, you know who you're rooting for almost immediately. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Versus the new Gossip Girl thing, I'm like, okay, both the girls seem good. Like, what, what incentive do I have to keep watching this show? Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. I watched the first right. two episodes and then I was halfway through the third episode and I literally rage walked away because I was like, this is not good. This is just poor quality television. So I completely agree. I don't know. Yeah, it was actually kind of shockingly bad, to be honest. And the whole storyline with the teachers and the teachers oh being Gossip Girl, God. I'm like straight to jail. Y'all are way too old to be playing with these kids like this. Totally. Like as a millennial who's supposed to be the same age as these teachers, I'm embarrassed, frankly. Yeah. Like stand up. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. And <laughs> I'll be damned if I'm scared of Listen. a damn teenager when I'm in my 30s. I'll be damned. Okay. Oh Absolutely the fuck not. No. And if you give me fire, we can fight. That's what the bottom line. about the cast, though? Just like visually, the fashion, the the casting choices. What were your thoughts? Um, I think if you're going to make Gossip Girl black, then go ahead and do that. The two <laughs> racially ambiguous girls. Yeah, they always do that. Being black representation on television always kind of pisses me off, you know? I'm like, oh, yeah, but we casted black yeah. people. Did you? Yeah, I mean, right. you did. But like, you know what I mean? Sure. I feel like it's erasure a little bit. So that always kind of annoys me. I thought the outfits weren't as good as the original Gossip Girl. Like, everything is just kind of not good. To the relationships. Do y'all have favorite relationships? Thoughts on the relationships overall? I mean, I think Chuck and Blair were the best relationship. Now, they had some crazy moments. They were absolutely toxic. However, I think that those two characters are possibly some of the most like equally yoked for better or for worse, like couple mm -hmm. that I can even think of on television, honestly. Yeah. Their characters really epitomized like this, the sexual buildup and the romantic buildup, you mm -hmm. know, from the very beginning. Cause at the very beginning, I forgot this, but when I was prepping, I was like reading up on season one uh, Nate and Blair were together at first. Their whole childhood. Yeah. They were like childhood sweethearts. I completely mm -hmm. forgot about that. Mm -hmm. That is so crazy. Which honestly, I'm not that mad at. I just love Blair, clearly. I'm like, anything she does is fine. But <laughs> even that relationship, I can sort of see, you know, these kind of straight A students kind of doing whatever. Um, so like Blair's permutations, if you will, were fine. Except, oh my God, I just remembered Blair and Dan. What the fuck? That was, was that? the word. I hated them together. I hated it. I was <laughs> so annoyed. That was crazy. Who wrote that? Well, let's Stupid. find the writer. It made no sense. I hated that too. It made absolutely no sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From, from mm. the very beginning. But um, yeah, I think that it's really funny how they all literally just played musical chairs, except Serena and Chuck, which I'm, I'm happy for. I feel like that would have been really annoying. Yeah. And technically... For a good chunk of the show, they were siblings because her mom adopted Chuck. So it's good that they never got together. I mean, mm. I guess technically it was a little sibling action with her and Dan. Step-siblings. Yep. But, le like, <laughs> oh you know. Oh, my God. You got to watch the Koya. You got to watch. A hundred percent. I see. The show had all the makings of a juicy little, yeah, a little teen soap opera. I like it. But even, well, I was going to say the, the Jenny Chuck affair also oh really God. pissed me off. Really? Chuck taking Jenny's virginity <laughs> yeah. pissed oh. me off. Because he was supposed to be older, oh, too. Yeah. Like, there was, like, right. that whole dynamic. Just yeah. the power dynamic there and it just – the dynamic with Blair, all of it. It just – I was like, y'all, don't piss me off. I will say mm. I did surprisingly come to appreciate, you know, Jenny's partial ascension, you mm -hmm. know, when it was Jenny Blair kind of going mm -hmm. at it. It was very unexpected and she was really holding her own for a little bit. And at yeah. first I was like, oh, she's kind of annoying. I don't know about this. But then after a while, I kind of got myself into it. I think that Blair is, you know, the ultimate bad bitch. So she's always going to win in the end. But I appreciated that little tug of war for a little bit. 
Totally agree. I mean, Blair is definitely the ultimate bad bitch, but I loved that Jenny really grew into being her own person. She started off just wanting to be a minion so badly and was her own person, even though her being her own person got annoying. Like the character did have a very like whiny phase. Yeah. She was still very authentically herself. And she was true. She was. And I definitely respect the character for that. Mm. We're going to do just one quick teeny tiny little round of fuck mm. kill mary fuck mary kill i really don't know the the order of that and i guess we can do this based on i want to do it based on the actual actors more so than the characters mm. mm-hmm. yes so let's do that the actor who plays chuck the actor who plays dan which i know pin badly or the actor who plays nate Chase Crawford. Um, Chuck is Ed. I feel Westwick. like it. Just want to put that out there. I would say fuck Chase Crawford, Mary Penn Bagley, kill Ed Westwick because he also had some stuff come out that was pretty. I love Chuck Bass, but don't 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 love Ed Westwick. He had some sketchy some sketchy news come out. Uh-oh. I think a few years ago. Okay. So Ed. Yeah, he had to go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. In that case, that does kind of change things. Um, <laughs> I would probably marry Chase Crawford. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, fuck Penn Bagley and, yeah, kill Ed. R.I.P. Ed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm also going to go ahead and, and marry Chase. Chase seems like Chase seems like yeah, he's definitely the most attractive. He's pretty. He's very yeah, pretty. definitely the most attractive. Penn does seem very fun though. I've yeah. been watching Penn on TikTok lately. He like is all over the TikTok having the time really? of his fucking life. Yes, seems like yes. a very fun party. His yes. personality he's is top tier. Dan- he got a little dance. Wait, that's so funny. He has a I don't like you because mm-hmm. it scares me oh, and it freaks me. I never watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the first 20 minutes and I was like, this is not for me. Mm. And so every time Mm -hmm. I see him now, I think of that. And Mm. so I'm like, I don't know, but maybe I need to check Mm -hmm. out his TikTok. Mm-hmm. You definitely should check out the chick to TikTok. And one of my friends is a journalist and interviewed Penn Badgley. And he's like very quietly and subtly an activist. And he refused to partake in the piece if it did not center something that was not him. So he was willing to like, you know, speak on it. But he was like, it needs to center a person of color. Um, somebody who's actually the subject of the issue and I can, you know, add some insights, but I refuse to be like this. I'm like, wow, okay. that really speaks to who he is because unlike Miss Kim Kardashian, who be getting people out of jail, she wants yeah, it centered her though. You know, it's like, a, it's like PR. All, you know, you're doing good. You're doing good working with folks to help people out, but it still yeah. centers you. And Penn is distinctly not that. And I appreciate that for him. He wants his little attention on TikTok <laughs> and that's it. You don't even have to know that he's an activist for him. He just is. That's who he is. And who doesn't want a I little like attention? Him. Yeah, I so know. Maybe he's marry like, him. It's I don't know. giving marriage upgrades. Right. I I t- see? Right. Listen. So maybe marry yeah, him. Yeah. I, know, I know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It has been so good to have you all. Thank you so much for joining me. Please let the people know where they can find you on the internet or, you know. You can find me on the internet at T as in Terry, C as in cat, burning everywhere. And you can find me at Balance Less on Instagram and TikTok. And then you can listen to Balance Black Girl every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. And then per usual, you can find me at BPLP pod across Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can email me at blackpeopleloveparamore at gmail.com with episode topic recommendations, hate mail, or anything else. I, you know what? Every time I get to this line, I read off a script for the intro and the outro, y'all. And every time I get to the line of listen to my new podcast, Glass House by Sequoia Holmes, I feel bad that I haven't put out an episode in Fuck it. almost two months. Yeah. But go ahead and listen to it if you want. Listen to it if you want. I'm, I'm planning on rebooting it in a second. So hopefully it'll be back. I don't know. But that's that on that. We'll see y'all Bye. soon. Bye.